and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there, and I certainly do wish to thank you for downloading our podcast and listening to us. Certainly hope and pray that uh, you would hit that like button and follow us on a regular basis and listen to us, tell your friends and family about us. And we uh, even have congregations listening to us as part of their midweek Bible class and things that they don't have a, a full-time preacher. And I think that's just really neat. What a, it is really, truly a blessing. And so we have uh, perhaps a, a little bit early type uh, sermon today. Usually this type of sermon is usually done right after Christmas, first of year type thing. But it's just really something on my mind and something I've been really thinking a lot about for some unknown reason. And so if you have a Bible, I would certainly invite you to open it and follow along. Open it and follow along. We'll be in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 here in just a moment. I guess some of the reason I think about this the other day we were talking and some uh, gentleman uh, in all sincerity really believed what he was saying that God has never had a woman prophet. Well, um, that's not true. Uh, God has used men and women both alike uh, to to take care of business that he would lay on their heart. Uh, when no man, man is supposed to be the leader of the church in his home. Doesn't mean he rules with an iron fist. Doesn't mean he's is a dictator or nothing along those lines. He's just supposed to be a leader. And leadership is something that uh, we really lack uh, having in our society, in our world, in my opinion only. But uh, And that's even true in church. And I think this is why we have so many splits and so many people just with headaches and trying to figure out what's the truth, what's not true. Uh, it's just, you know, about uh, board of directors, and they have no clue about what the Bible really says other than uh, something their mom or dad or grandma told them 100 years ago type thing. And they probably have forgotten most of that stuff that was said. Now, I say that with a little bit of sarcasm, I realize, but uh, I really want to kind of get into this. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 21, and probably I will read until verse 39. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, and notice the word child in your uh, Bible uh, probably is capitalized, meaning that's uh, a deity a God reference. His name was to be called Jesus, and the word his is also capitalized. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And at this, 
And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. That would be, of course, the Messiah, that word Christ, that's what it means. Or um, Next verse says, So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when his parents brought the child, Jesus, to do to him according to the custom of the law. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were being spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for all the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. Also, excuse me, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of uh, Pianaro, uh, the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And the woman was a widow about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all these things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, their own city, Nazareth. Now, for those who really don't know, the early church uh, did celebrate uh, this event, the uh, event of the uh, circumcision uh, of Jesus. And it was to fulfill the law of the Old Testament, that is, in the Old uh, Testament, of course. Circumcision was necessary in order to be considered among the people of God. And in the New Testament, it was replaced by baptism. Circumcision, which was done to a young child, uh, replaced by baptism, has also done, was done to many young children as a true sign of being uh, the children or a child of God. Celebrated in the baptism of Christ and then later. Now, the early church did... Uh, some would argue, no, they never did. If you go back and study history, they they did uh, baptize children. They immersed them. They didn't sprinkle them. And so I, I find that interesting how that uh, is always argued to, to justify uh, certain things. But in the Old Testament, they were fulfilling the law here in the temple. In the New Testament also, we can read here the story how Christ's parents, Joseph and Mary, brought him to the temple to be circumcised. And this is where we really meet this lady, Anna, the prophetess. And she has spent most of her life living in the temple. 
and she's very rarely uh, talked about. Uh, we have a tendency in some circles to really uh, kind of throw the uh, ladies in the Bible off to the side. We kind of ignore their roles, uh, except on Mother's Day. Then we hear a Mother's Day sermon, and we use uh, one of these ladies as an example, and then we kind of toss them to the side for another year. But this lady who spent most of her life living in the temple, as we read in verses 37 38, says that she doesn't depart from the temple, but she serves God with fasting and prayers night and day, and, and coming into that moment where she gives thanks to the Lord and speaks of the redemption in Jerusalem. Of course, she's looking at the infant Jesus, and this woman is... What we know about her is something that occurs, I think, in my mind when I read this story about her. She's a widow from a very young age. Uh, you know, my, my grandmother was a widow, really, at a very young age. She still had children at home. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really hard. But somehow or another, she made it and was able to survive. But this lady that we're trying to talk about, since she was married for seven years and then uh, her marriage lasted a very short time, obviously, and now she's a widow. She's 84 years old. In this complete time, she remained in a temple, and she serves God. And we have to think sometimes when people are either widowed or, or single for a long period of time, what is it that they're trying to do with their life? Sometimes people who are single and, and want to be married can't find a spouse or Maybe those who are widowed from a young age uh, and they want to remarry, but they can't find someone. Uh, there seems to be this idea of loneliness uh, and wanting companionship. You know, uh, our society is really moving away from uh, the traditional marriage, man and woman, and so many young people at work uh, have no idea that they ever want to be married. Uh, in fact, I know two young men who said, why would I want to waste my life doing that? And so, well, that is really changing. But for hundreds, if not thousands of years in world history, uh, people who are not married always kind of had this idea of being an old maid or something. But this idea of uh, a companionship that is unfulfilled, perhaps for a very long time, but this woman gives us an example of how we can use our time, whether we are single or not yet married, divorced, widowed. doesn't matter what type of relationship that status we might be in. We don't need to be in despair. We, we are alone, and then there's something that we can do to help maybe fix this. Well, serving God is, is a good way of fixing this, I think, uh, this lady doesn't, she's not bogged down with cooking meals and washing clothes and raising children and, and those things she probably would have saw as a blessing and we would never have known who she is. But she does something that I think is actually uh, interesting that she does not depart from the temple. It says here in verse 37, uh, that she does not, and I think this should point out to us that while we are single, we, we should be focusing our service in, in the church, uh, serving God, helping others. Uh, I know uh, 
several widows over the years. They had kind of their own ministry type idea, if you would, bear with me here. Uh, they wrote cards, uh, birthday cards, sympathy cards, get well cards. Uh, they made phone calls checking on people. They, they helped uh, other ladies uh, who might need a ride to the doctor or whatever. And so there is a ministry, a service that uh, our ladies, uh, Christian sisters, can do in the church. And as we read in 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, as each one has received a, a gift, minister to one another as good stewards, as the manifold grace of God. Each one of us has been given a gift by God. Each to go, each one has been given to God something that he wants us to use to, to make something better for the edification for people around us and, and within the church so that we uh, can help and encourage. I, I'm going to tell you, there's a gentleman that came to visit me as really in some really difficult times there for a while. And he drove three hours just to come visit with me and have a prayer. Now, did he have to do that? No. But he felt compelled. Uh, the Spirit of God uh, pushed it, compelled him, uh, encouraged him. I don't know what the right word might be here, but he did. And it really was very uplifting. It was very encouraging. So, you know, instead of just wasting our time as singles uh, or widows, uh, we need to not worry about our own entertainment or our own pleasure, but perhaps we need to use our time to, for service in the Lord's church. We, we can learn from this lady that she actually uh, was very, seemed like she's very content here. She, she lived in the temple her entire, really her adult life uh, as a consecrated service. And I'm not sure that this is something that we all need to be doing. I mean, sleeping in the church house or whatever, as so we would do that today. But, but having this time to dedicate to God, uh, this time is valuable. As we get older, uh, we, we have relationships, we get married, we start having children and grandchildren. There's always work troubles, there's always school issues. Uh, life throws us a lot of curveballs. Life on earth is hard. And so we have all this time, especially in the Western world, uh, United States, every moment of our day is packed with something to do. And I think all these things might be important, but perhaps we don't uh, properly time and schedule things that we should. Uh, we need to be putting the seed of life into our spiritual life. We need to let God give some, some watering and some growth in our spiritual walk with Him. And that is also uh, kind of this idea of somebody coming and, and blessing you and praying with you. And it really helps us uh, grow in, in Christ and be happy and thank God that there are people that He has done this for. This idea that we need to have time for Bible study, not only uh, on our personal Bible study, but perhaps with other people and help them learn who God is, uh, especially those who have been in the church for a long time. I know people who claim to be elders, and they don't do that. Uh, that's, the, that's the preacher's job. That's, that's the deacon's job. That's 
Our job is to be the board of directors type of idea or mentality. And, and that's just really not the complete truth. There's a red heron in all of that. And so dedicating uh, our time is very important. This idea that she's in the temple of all these years, and as she's aged, I wonder how many people she helped in the temple. I mean, I, I wonder that as I think about this lady and how she maybe helped some mother who had a crying baby, uh, just wouldn't settle down, and she had a way of coming over and talking to the mother and encouraging her and, and holding the baby and letting the mother go for a quick walk just to kind of gather her thoughts, whatever. And so this idea today, the temple is our body, and are we in full-time service with God within our temple, with our temple? And so we need to invest time with God. To, to carry through these ideas and thoughts as we get older, we become more wiser, and help single people, maybe help widows, young widows. I, I know several over the years. Uh, young ladies who lost their husband to, in accidents or health issues. And so they became widows in their very early to mid-20s with a child or two. And they really needed help. They, they needed somebody to encourage them. And I think that's a great idea uh, for other women to be able to help, especially older women. Proverbs 25 verse 28 says, Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Can you imagine uh, in the days that this obviously was written, walls were a way of defending and controlling points uh, for people, uh, things to come and go. And so we need to have these kind of ideas too. We need to have these uh, rule over our own spirit. We need to have self-control. We need to be able uh, to to do away with the lust and the desires, uh, the greed. Uh, the the attitude is all about me. Uh, I, I could go on with some other ideas that wouldn't be very politically correct, but we, we need this idea of, of self-control. And I see people around that are are in relationships, about to get married. And I'm feeling like this is not really, really easy. I mean, there's a lot of temptation for single people out there, uh, divorced people, whatnot. And so being in a church group uh, with people who can help hold us accountable, encourage us, pray with us, and being in a service to, uh, to Christ and his church uh, I think it's very important. does not mean it's wrong to, to get married again if, if, if you biblically feel like that's appropriate. And that's a thing for another podcast. But um, we need uh, to help people who are just this idea of lust always seems to be about sexuality, but it can just lusting, this idea of, of wanting money, uh, more money than you know what you can do with and you don't use it to, to help people. And somebody will say, well, it's not a sin to be rich. You're right. It is not a sin to be rich. It's not a sin to have a lot of money. What is simple is what you do with it and how you use it. Uh, 
and this goes for the church treasuries as well. I mean, I know several congregations are around the world that uh, actually are very financially where they're well off. They, they really don't have much to worry about. But they do. They have a lot to worry about, and they can't see it, and that is to spread the truth of the gospel message in their area or even around the world. And so I'm not sure, you know, what type of relationship uh, that you may or may not be in, what's missing in your life. Um, but this idea that God doesn't want me to be happy, uh, that, that's not the God I want. That's not true. Uh, God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be content. But you have to learn to be happy and content in all circumstances. And I'm not saying that's easy because I know it's not. I struggle with things as well. And so, you know, the idea uh, of simplifying our lies, uh, the, the bumper sticker, the, the one with the most toys wins. Um, and I really don't care about toys. I just really, I think most of us should be happy and content with having a, a safe place to sleep at night, you know, obviously heat in the winter, uh, a decent job, be able to buy food, and so forth. And if we see somebody that cannot do that or just cannot have that, we need to try to figure out uh, how to help. And so I think prayer and fasting should be done in the church over, over people who need help or how can we help or uh, being a service to, to the Lord, I think, goes to prayer and fasting. I know I do lots of praying over this podcast, and uh, fasting is something that uh, I think most Americans probably would benefit from. But again, this uh, Proverbs 25, verse 28, again, says, Who has no rule over his own spirit? It's like a city broken down without walls. The city broken down without walls is like if I'm, I'm not in control of myself. It's like that city with no walls. The enemy can come against me. I can be destroyed. This idea of the wall, of the shield of God's word in my heart. And so temptations can overcome me. If I have this idea of... Uh, no self-control, I'm going to immediately fall into this temptation. And here comes the enemy. You know, he's, he's going to come after me. He's going to destroy me. I think we really need to focus in the church and talk more about self-control and the way that we can pray and fast and, and serve God uh, in his church. This idea, this woman, she is serving God to help to help her, uh, help others. And so, could she have remarried? I, I believe she could have under Jewish traditions and customs. She very well could have. But for whatever reason, she decided she wanted to make the rest of her life as a widow and to serve God, which is entirely okay. And so, I'm a firm believer that God does everything with a purpose. There's always a purpose behind his actions. And we, we need to have a purpose in our life. And that purpose to, is to serve God, to help others, uh, keep myself from temptation, uh, have the proper structure around my heart, 
serving God, fasting, praying, uh, being able to, to teach others about God. Obviously, I do that a lot through the podcast, but I do it at work with coworkers and, and people around me. I do my best to try to tell them who Christ is. And so she served God with prayers, and actually prayer, I believe, is a perfect solution to uh, being lonely because prayer is a conversation with a person that you know. Well, you should know who Christ is. And we are lonely because we are alone. Uh, we have no one to talk to. But that's not true. We have someone that we can share our life with. We can talk to God. I think prayer, again, is the perfect way in sharing our feelings to God, our thoughts with God, and, and asking for help and guidance. He's always present. Uh, you know, there's a, a few words uh, that uh, the Jewish people I would use, um, like El Shaddai, L-E-L is the God of power, uh, for example. And so it, one of those would be, uh, another example would be the God of love, and so on. So we do have somebody who can understand, and that, of course, is, is Christ. He's not going to pick us up. He's not going to gossip about us. He's not going to pick up the phone and tell everybody about what's going on in your life, uh, he's going to offer love and forgiveness. Psalm 130, it says, Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. You know, what a beautiful uh, psalm. And of course, this is David uh, talking. We should be speaking to God and and witness in our hearts and speak to him about those things that we are having troubles with deep in our heart. This idea maybe of being lonely uh, and, and feeling who God himself really is and feeling his presence, his spirit. Have this idea that uh, God and I can talk and have this conversation and he can grant me comfort and, and God can and should be our companion and I think this is why uh, so many people, even in the church, feel so lonely. They feel so lost, uh, even though they're sitting in church pews, even though they claim to be Christians. They, they really haven't cried out to God. And they really don't have this idea of a relationship. You know, we're distracted by so many things. Uh, of responsibilities outside the church, outside of family. And we need to understand that we, we have responsibilities to parents and brothers and sisters, uh, and we have responsibilities to people in church as well. And we need to uh, see other people in church as who they are. They, they are just like you and me. Uh, they are sinners but they are redeemed. They are washed in the blood of Christ. And perhaps they're having the same distractions about the things in the world too. And they have a deeper relationship with God through fasting and prayer. Maybe they could teach you on how they got there. I think this is a discipline thing. And it's just really hard. Uh, I know, again, I said it before. I'll say it again. Even 
because it's true in my life as well. At times, I'm just so overwhelmed by everything going on around me. It seems like I don't have time to go to church. I don't have time to read uh, the Bible. I don't have time to pray. Uh, notice here with Paul says, here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, this again has to do with prayer. This idea, again, of having throughout our life this idea of responsibility, serving God full time. You know, we, we need to be teaching our children about Christ as well. You know, I, I listen to so many grandparents say, I don't know why my children don't take my grandchildren to church. Well, there might be a real reason for that if you stopped and looked at it. I don't know how you raise them, how you talk to them about God. Uh, if you jump from church to church, to denomination to denomination, uh, only went on Christmas or Easter, uh, weddings and funerals type of idea. But we, we should want to have this idea of everything by prayer and supplication, letting things be known to God. And I'm going to get an email or a phone call or something, and somebody will say, well, God already knows everything. Well, yeah, he does. But, you know, here's the thought. If you don't care to talk to God about it, why would God care to help you and do anything? You have to want to, to see this from a viewpoint of raising your children. If your children won't talk to you, they won't open up to you as you're raising them at a young age, by the time they get to their teens, uh, you know, they're almost lost at that point. Society has gotten a hold of them. Uh, they've got a grip on them. And... You know, they're being taught, especially I know schools here in the United States, there's no God, it's all a lie. They, uh, their God is the environment, uh, the creation, and not the creator. And, and you've heard me preach and talk a lot about Romans chapter 1. I, I think this is where we're at in our society uh, a lot. We are a Romans 1 society. And so, again, I think it's very hard and, and difficult as we find ourselves slipping back into uh, whatever sinful, lustful things that we enjoyed prior to becoming Christian. Uh, somebody might say, well, I've always been a Christian. I grew up in the church. I was a very good person growing up. Might have been. But again, you're comparing yourself to uh, people around you. You're not comparing yourself to the Word of God. We need to be and continual thought and prayer. I think uh, there's the struggles in life. No matter where we're at in our life, there's always a struggle. There's nothing easy about life on earth. Philippians, again, I think 4.6 says, Be anxious for nothing but everything in prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Let your request be made known at all times. We need to make our requests known. You know, we can pray to him on the bus. We can pray to him uh, before we go to sleep. I and mean, we can continuously be in prayer. Uh, 
I think Anna the prophet is not only every day that she uh, she prayed because she did, but not every day was what she'd hoped for. I think she was hoping always to see uh, the Messiah. She wanted to see the Christ, and so when that one day finally came. Uh, through all these up and downs and feeling of loneliness and confusion, the day came when she got to see the baby Jesus. You know, I, I think I think that's so true of our life. We have all these up and downs. Uh, she knows there's a Messiah coming. Um, the Jewish people that prior to the cross, I mean, I guess even today, to be honest about it, I guess, are looking for the Messiah. And when the Messiah was in front of them, uh, these two people that we've read about, Simeon and, and uh, this prophetess Anna, they, they're excited. They, they give thanks to God that their prayers were answered. And so how many of us, when we have an answered prayer, uh, thank God for that? And we should. We should be extremely thankful for anything that God answers. It might not be in the time frame that I wanted because <laughs> I'll be honest about it, God has his own timetable and that's something I've had to learn the hard way. Colossians chapter 3 verse 24 says knowing that, that the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Okay, so again knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. I really don't hear many sermons out of the, uh, the book of Colossians, but our eyes should always be on that reward. That reward, of course, is eternal life that's being in the presence of God for eternity. And we should always desire that. We should want to be able to experience this presence of being in, with God. I mean, look at these people. I mean, Anna especially. I mean, she's so excited that this baby Jesus is sitting in front of her. This idea of us waiting and waiting, just like this widow, widow excuse me, who longed to someday see her salvation. Looking forward to her future of meeting him and seeing him. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Boy, I tell you what. Give thanks to the Lord. He is good. He's, anything that comes from God is good. We, we see him to look around us in this dull, black, gloomy, painful world that we live in. People all around us think that we're, we're the opposite of them. And yet we, we always should be looking for that moment to stop and, and look at the amazing things that God has done in our lives. You know... The, the psalmist. I mean, well, if you really want to learn how to pray and, and really know how uh, David really thought of God and why uh, God would say he's a man after my own heart, 
Boy, just read the Psalms and study them. Boy, you find out really quick why God would say that. It's just, it's, all these words of David are so beautiful and worded so well. Again, we should remember God's mercies. We should remember the good things that we perhaps are taken for granted. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I live in the comfort of running water. Boy, I've been in some places where you, the water was in a bucket. Somebody had to go down to the pump and pump it out and carry it uh, back up to the house type of uh, thing. And so we need to thank God even for the little things. We, we should give thanks because so many people uh, would desire to have what we have in America, especially John chapter 4, verse 39 and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. Again, this idea that uh, women have no role in the church. Here we go. This lady, uh, she really leads a whole town to believe in the redemption of Christ. That God has sent his Messiah. And that God did love them. And Samaritans were really, uh, by the Jewish people, really uh, looked down upon. This lady at the well, can you imagine how lonely she was uh, and felt? How many husbands that she had had? And yet, here is the Messiah saying, I don't care about your past. Let's worry about your future. And your future could be with me. Maybe she was experiencing this loneliness. I mean, she's living with a man uh, she's not even married to. It probably more than likely, if you really would look at that, uh, she didn't know what women's lib was. She didn't know about equal rights under the law. Uh, men worked and women stayed home and raised children. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. But this idea... This relationship that we need to have with people around us. I mean, here's a lady who has a questionable background, and yet they believe, the whole city believed in Jesus because of the word of this woman who testified. So to say your background is no good, you can never be saved, you can never tell anybody about Jesus. I mean, look at you. And if we're all honest with ourselves, all of us have uh, dirty laundry in the back of the closet somewhere that we don't want to talk about. That's just a distraction that people like to throw out because they know uh, that they have issues in their life as well. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3, verse 11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work of God does from the beginning to the end. I don't know. God has everything in His own time. And there's a lot of truth in that. Like I said a minute ago, uh, God has his own time frame. Uh, it never seems to be on my time frame. 
but when this world, I'm, I, I've completed whatever it is I'm supposed to complete, and I get to be with Christ, how wonderful that will be. It will be wonderful for you as well. I hope that as you go through your week, that you will study, that you would want to have eternal thoughts in your heart, uh, that you let God work on your life. So I want to thank you again for listening. I certainly hope that uh, looking at these examples in the Bible that we have tried to, to pull out and, and, and glean from, that you can see that no matter where you're at in your life, you don't have to be lonely because God is there. God wants you uh, to have a relationship with Him. He wants you to talk to Him. He's talked to you through the, His Word, through His Son. And the more you pray, the more you study, I believe the more closer you will get in your relationship with God. And does it mean you still won't have troubles here on earth? Because you will. But you can take this assurance with you. You know, we sing this song, A Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Do we really sing that and believe it? Are we just singing it because that's what the song leader decided to lead? You know, we, we need so desperately to re respect one another, whether we're male or female. We all have a role in the church in, in service to God and this temple that we call our body. Uh, to teach others uh, about Christ, talk to them about the salvation and why Jesus came and how he really came. I, again, thank you for listening. I certainly appreciate it as we uh, get ready to enter. Uh, a lot of us uh, start thinking about uh, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas will suddenly be upon us, and then New Year our life uh, will become even more busy, maybe even a little more complicated. Uh, I hope it doesn't get more complicated. But it can have a, be a peaceful, joyful time with God in your life. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, may God bless you, and may He always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory.